Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLam, and today we're wrapping up our, concluding our series here on the uh, entrepreneurship. And if you hear a little music in the background, I'm trying out something new. Don't know if I like it or not, but we'll see what happens here as we go forward. But we're wrapping up our series on entrepreneurship today by being able to talk to two of our only currently certified you, uh, Ziegler Youth Certified Trainers and Generation Youth Coaching Trainers. So those are both certification programs that we have. These two are the only two that have been certified in both, and they're both young entrepreneurs. So we thought we'd just have a discussion today on some of the attributes and some of the things about entrepreneurships, a roundtable discussion as we conclude our series on entrepreneurship. So let's bring them in and let them introduce themselves. Hey, ladies, how are y'all doing? Oh, <laughs> that's fun. Y'all can be excited. Come on. <laughs> We're excited to be here with you, James. Well, Very excited. Well, guys, let's go ahead and let you guys introduce you as the, our audience is accustomed. Our guests normally introduce themselves and tell them a little bit about themselves. So if you wouldn't mind, share a little bit about you. Yep. Hey, everybody. It's Abby Durheim. It's kind of weird to be on this side of the question and answer roundtable discussion. Um, usually I'm sitting with James, but today I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my business, uh, Abby D Photography. I am currently a master's student here at UNL in Lincoln, Nebraska, studying ag communications. And it was about four years ago that I really picked up a camera for the first time. And the camera has come with me everywhere since and has kind of been a, a side hustle, if you will. Uh, throughout my undergraduate and now my graduate career, I mainly shoot livestock, um, lots of portraits, families, seniors, couples, starting to dabble in weddings. I had an engagement session last night, um, but my calendar is booked all the time and it's so much fun. I spend a lot of time in the car and a lot of time behind the camera getting to look at really cool cows and really cool kids so um absolutely love it and super excited to be here with you guys carrie introduce yourself to the crowd hey there i am carrie knot of carrie knot photography i specialize in wedding and senior photography i also take on a few corporate clients um and conference photography and do some things on the political um set as well. Um, I started my business in 2017. I also started college in 2017. Um, I graduated in 2020. And at that point, I had reached a level of which um, I no longer actually needed to do um, what I went to school for for my degree. I went full time in 2020 um, and have not looked back since then. Um, for those of you who are probably wondering what I did study, um, I went to Virginia Tech University and I studied landscape design and turf grass management. All to say that I think I can use those skills to see angles better <laughs> in photography, or at least that's what I tell my parents. Um, but yeah, I'm based in Virginia, Northern Virginia, and cover the East Coast. Um, and actually, I'm traveling next month for my first wedding in, um, 
it's not internationally, but it feels like it. I'll be in Hawaii next month for a wedding. Whoa, that's that's pretty big. You could fly to Europe easier, uh, quicker than you can fly to <laughs> fly to Hawaii from from Northern Virginia. That is for sure. Well, ladies, uh, thank you again for being with us. We have been talking about entrepreneurship uh, with younger generations, with emerging generations over the past month. And some of the things that we have shared is, is how some have gotten started, how uh, parents can encourage entrepreneurship, what entrepreneurs from, from a coaching perspective, what entrepreneurs may need, and really how to manage money has been a part of it as well. But what I want to ask first to you guys is why, in your opinion, do you think that younger generations that youth today, young people today are really interested in starting their own business. Why is starting new a new business popular with youth today? Do you think? I can start the conversation here. I think that from my perspective, the reason that young people are so interested and so eager to start their own business or uh, I'm going to kind of interchange the word business and side hustle a lot here because mm -hmm. I think um, when we look at Gen Z, that's really what they were wanting. They're wanting a side hustle. It's because they don't want to be bored and they want to have something that they're completely in control of and that they're making the decisions and something that in addition also brings some extra cash in the door. So especially people coming into college um, or those later teen years in high school, they're wanting something that they can own in addition to something that is already structured for them. So right now that structure piece for most kids is school, whether it's in high school, whether it's college, whatever, they have that structure piece in their day. And now they're looking for a way to add more structure into their day, but in a way that they can control. So mm. No, I know when my class schedule is set. I also know when I can add in sessions, how long it takes me to drive to and from every session, when, how long it's going to take me to edit a photo session and all these other pieces. And so my days went from having open chunks of time to now I'm taking advantage of an opportunity to make some extra income, to make a difference, to do X, Y, and Z, and to fulfill a passion that I already have and to have that creative outlet because my side hustle is photography. Doing something like that, I think is really, really beneficial for kids and, and young adults. And I think gives them an opportunity to see, okay, can I do X, Y, and Z to make an extra buck. And, and I think it also provides kids an opportunity to fail in a really manageable way when they're controlling everything else. They're not expected to know everything and they're allowed an opportunity to grow and learn through trial and error when there's no other expectations set because the only person they really have to answer to is themselves. Hmm. That's very good. Gary, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I'm sitting here trying to think back to like what on earth was in my head. Um, I started in the photography world um, in high school in the sense that um, I've always been a creative person. I've always had some sort of small business. I made bottle cap jewelry and sold at craft fairs um, from middle school through high school even. Um, so I've always had that bug to want to... Um, make money and do something that I'm passionate about. Um, in high school, I looked up to um, some senior photographers as it was coming upon my senior year to start taking pictures. 
Um, I was able to be a senior rep for a photographer um, who eventually allowed me to help her at weddings when she was pregnant to help carry bags. And then she put a camera in my hand. Um, and that really started giving me the sense of like, hey, this is something I could do. Um, and I really enjoy. So I love what you said, Abby. I really think the side hustle or like what time it allows for. Um, I, I was able to turn a side hustle into a full time um, because I allowed myself those years in college to scale and really learn for myself in the room to fail in college um, because I wasn't on as much of a clock um, mm. yet post-college. Um, so I, I really think that most young people start their own business um, because of that flexibility of being able to pull it in anywhere into their schedule. Um, I know I did um, in college. I wasn't your typical college student. Most of my weekends were spent at weddings. Like I wasn't every football game um, because I was being a second photographer, learning the ropes, getting more experience in that way. Um, but I think large motivating factors for youth are the flexibility I know I found a lot of power, empowerment, and the fact of um, be able to tell someone what you're worth, um, be able to charge your own prices instead of allowing someone to tell you what you're worth being paid. Um, we get to set our own prices, our own rates. We mm. know we are valuable and our time is valuable, and we can set financial goals that way. I need this amount of sessions at this cost to reach this amount of money. I don't have to depend on someone else like a company to pay, I'm depending on my clients to pay me, but I'm not depending on a company where I'm capped. I can make over a certain amount of money a year and it's based on my hard work and effort I put into my own business. So why would I spend all of my hard effort in someone else's business when I could be making that sole profit for myself? Um, so I, I think there's financial sides to it. Um, there's just so many different ways it can go. I like those. I love those answers. And it reminds me of what we just had in our last uh, episode with Chris Kelly, the mother uh, of some very young and budding entrepreneurs. And she's an entrepreneur coach as well. She coaches a lot of people who are, who are entrepreneurs. And she says that choices and opportunity is really what drives people to this. And the phrases that she used, and I really love these phrases, is it gives them time freedom, which both of you talked about and location independence. So in addition to making money, it gives you time freedom and location independence. Now, um, I think you can debate whether or not early on as you're evolving or emerging entrepreneur, if there is a lot of time freedom, but it's really how much are you wanting to put in it at that point in time. So I like that. I, I did not know uh, some of the things, you know, I've known you guys for quite a while and I did not know some of your stories about how you got it, how you got started and, and things. And I do love, Abby, what you said about you didn't want to be bored. And so you were <laughs> taking advantage of the time that you had. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about how much productive energy is being lost because of people wasting the time that they have. But that's a topic for another another <laughs> podcast altogether. So what what really drove you guys to be interested in this particular business thing? I mean, as opposed to others. I mean, there are other things you could have done, 
there are other aspects of it. What drove you? I mean, Abby, you said you had you picked up the camera first just what four years ago? Is that right? You said yeah. So my mom's also a photographer, and so I've I've been around fancy equipment and camera gear my whole life, mm. and I was the camera bag girl. My I my mom was like, don't touch that, don't touch it. You're gonna break it. That's worth more than you, you know. As parents say when they don't want you to break something, but I would convince my mom to let me go walk around with her and she when she started her company she, she it was definitely a hobby she took pictures of us kids but she really took fantastic landscapes beautiful wildlife things like that and so I'd go hike with her and I'd carry her bag so that she went that way she didn't have to take the bag off to get down to get the shot so I watched my mom and then I was required in my agcom program to take a class with uh, for photography and actually I met with that professor again today and he came and talked to the students that I'm teaching and it was really good to see him and I haven't seen him in a while but to just hear his story again and and to see everything that he talks about from that how I interact with my clients to being enthusiastic to just being willing to take a shot that Ooh. made me realize why I do what I do and so yeah I only picked up the camera like my own four years ago and and four years ago I was handed a kit what most people would call the soccer mom kit camera and and I absolutely fell in love my fourth week of class I failed an assignment and my professor and I even talked about it today he's the head of UConn photography here at UNL and he is a mad magician he works pure magic but I took this photo of my meat judging coach at the time in front of a bunch of animal carcasses and I was so excited. I was like, this is so cool because we had to take what we call an environmental portrait. And I came back to him and he's like, no, literally gave me an F. And if you, anyone knows me, I had a literal brain aneurysm because I don't do Fs. I'm a perfectionist. And, and he was like, no. And so we sat there on the whiteboard and we drew it out how it needed to look. Cause he saw something else in the picture. And he's like, if you rotate it all this way, it'll be a much better photo. It's one of my favorite photos to date. And then I kept taking pictures and everyone saw me take pictures and they're like, well, will you take my picture? And will you take my picture? And like, it's the same thing. And I'm sure Carrie probably experienced this when she was a senior in high school or in starting into college, all your friends want you to take their photos. And, <laughs> and so I just started taking people's pictures and I was like, well, this will work. And, and I had a pretty good eye for how to pose people because anytime my mom had posed people I was right there because that's the part my mom's really uncomfortable with and I'm a people person so I'm not afraid to move them around and literally go touch them and be like put your hand here and put your foot here and tilt your head this way and so I was pretty comfortable with that and I started to do it and I ended up with a session and god bless the Brock Mueller family because they were like will you take our family Christmas card photo and Craig, my professor at the time, was telling me, Abby, you have to turn the camera back in. And I said, not until I buy my own. And I found one on Craigslist and whatever. But I did this session with the Brock Mueller's, and it's terrible. Like, I look at these photos, and they're awful. And they were so excited that someone was just going to be there to take their family photo. And it was in that moment that I learned that photography is so much more than taking a photo. It's telling a story. And that is when I was like, yep. This is, this is for me. And, and now I'm two camera bodies deep and I keep buying gear and all these other things. <laughs> and I spend all my money on this, this thing that now is 
producing me money. And this is the first year that it's truly produced me money. But I have met so many people and the stories that I get to tell. And when I sit down with a client and say, okay, what do we have for dreams in this session? And what are we doing? That is now the reason that I do this. And it is because of people like my mom and Craig and and the Brock Mueller's, honestly, that told me it's okay to just take the camera out and and want to achieve nothing. It's more than okay to be enthusiastic and to take really big risks. And you have to tell the story. And as all of those pieces came together, I landed here and Abby D. Photography was born. And then also, you know, cows. I spend a lot of time with cows. So naturally, I take a lot of pictures of cows. <laughs> cows have evolved to sheep and not really pigs, but kind of sometimes pigs and goats and everything else. And so I, it also was a place for me to marry my love of the livestock show industry and being behind a camera and finding that piece of my childhood into my adulthood. Photography really has just been a place for me to blend a lot of things and then provide a service for other so people. So it's really a passion. And it just kind of evolved as a passion and yeah. in, in, in place for all the things that you love to do, you know, both you know, engaging with people and helping people. Carrie, I want to ask yours in a little bit different way because yeah. it's obvious from what you were in what you were taking in college in a landscape architecture <laughs> that you already were looking at that kind of creative world and we're looking to do that. And that, that can be an, an occupation, which you become a sole entrepreneur that you have your own company. I, I know many people from, from the times that I was in that, that uh, industry as well, that, that started out that way, but you come to a point somewhere in college or right there at the end, I, I imagine somewhere that senior year, you started saying, I think this is going to be a full-time gig for me. I think this is going to be out. What, what what was going on? What was that transition? Where did it go from no longer this to this? Tell, tell us about that story there. So um, I'll have to say it wasn't my senior year um, that I kind of made that decision. I think all along I knew something like that was my path to go on. Um, and just given the year it was, we talked about that later. Um, that became like God's plan evident that this is what I should do. Mm -hmm. Um, when I entered college, I was coming off of, um, being a state officer. Um, so I had just graduated from for our audience and stuff, state officer in the FFA. Correct. A Virginia FFA state officer. Um, and so, I had graduated in 2016 from high school, been heavily involved in horticulture, um, forestry, everything plant related, essentially um, public speaking. I basically did anything that got me on a field trip and away from school. Um, and so I went from that thinking, you know, most people right out of high school or think directly college, I was hoping for the year of teaching with state office for Virginia FFA and then college, um, which came true. So really that I had an entire year, um, what some, I guess would most easily refer to as a gap year, um, to really learn more about myself. And it's from that year that I got a better perspective, um, of what I wanted to do. Um, I, I come from a family of teachers so 
it's, this is kind of left field, um, different from other things in my family. Um, although most people have an entrepreneur spirit, spirit, um, it wasn't exactly pursued fully. Um, so I came off of that year of teaching with Virginia FFA and actually was at community college for a year to figure things out and then transferred to Virginia Tech um, to something that I knew I had interest in. Before I transferred to Virginia Tech right out of community college, once I realized that going directly into horticulture wasn't going to be my true pursuit, mm-hmm. I told my mom, I was like, I want to do photography full time. I had already been playing with the camera for a year on my own um, and saw possibilities, love what I did. But just like any good parent, she was like, okay, let's get a degree just as a backup plan, essentially. Um, but I went into Virginia Tech with the hope that it was going to become my full time. Wow. Um, I didn't know. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah, no. And so I went in with that idea. Um, there are some things that <laughs> I do remember in high school, even people are always asking you, right? You're about to graduate. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you, you know, go to college? What do you want to do next? And my response was always, I, I want to be happy. And they impressed me like, no, what do you want to do? Like what job? I said, I want a job that allows me to be happy and serve others and love on people. Um, there are a couple of reasons why I do photography. And the main ones would be that I love people. And I love celebrating people. Mm. And so if you look at wedding photography and senior photography, that's exactly what we're doing. We are celebrating someone's love story. And whether it's a high school senior photography session or a college photography session, there are some really big parts of those people's lives. And we're capturing that before they take that next step. Um, So I really, (laughs) all along, sorry, mom, had the intentions of becoming a photographer. (laughs) Um, College allowed me to build connections and... um, and some and leverage that position and some clients. Yeah, yes, yeah. Thank you, Virginia Tech seniors. Um, but yeah, that I I truly wanted to be happy. People make me happy. Celebrating people makes me happy, and so I just combine the two things. So I, y'all have already kind of alluded to this indirectly in this, but if you had. Someone that was a young person that was uh, coming along behind you in years and they were like, you know, what are some of the soft skills? Now, when we talk about soft skills, we're talking about communication skills. We may be talking about uh, public speaking skills. We may be those those things that are not technical in nature. So what soft skills, Carrie, would you just give us two that comes to mind immediately that you would say, hey, you need to focus on this if you're going to be an entrepreneur, not necessarily a photographer, but any kind of entrepreneur. What would be two things that they said, tell me two? 100% networking Ooh. and communication, which go hand in hand. As what would you tell them? Two things. They're going to stop you on the road and they go, hey, I need to know two right now. Um, I would say you need to be able to be professional And in that same vein, you need to know how to have boundaries. And that's something that retrospectively I've learned. Um, But no matter if you're a photographer who hasn't slept in six days, 
or you are working to build something or you're a computer analyst, you have to have boundaries to take care of yourself or your business will fail. Wow. Those are all. So we got networking, communications, being professional, being a professional and, and creating those boundaries, which is kind of a life balance as those soft skills. So anything else that comes to mind that you guys would recommend to them that you've shared to you got one more in your bag. Anybody? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think of a single word that summarizes this, mm -hmm. um, but we'll find the word after I talk about it, I guess. Um, you have to be determined and believe in yourself. Um, this is not easy. No one's promising you that's going to be easy. Um, and the buck stops with you. You're not working for someone else. You're working for yourself. Grit. 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 Yeah, you have to have grit. Grit. Angela yeah. Duckworth, there you go. I just did a toss out to your book. <laughs> Thank you. Please join me on my podcast very soon. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. <laughs> I would also say you have to have unwavering work, work ethic. Ooh. If you are not going to put the work in, you might as well not even start. Go go do something for somebody else. And that doesn't mean you're not a good human. Owning your own business and running your own business is not for the faint of heart. And it's not for everybody. If you thrive in an environment where expectations are set for you, where you don't have to solve every last problem, and if something goes wrong, it's not always just your fault or there's someone there to support you owning your own business is probably not for you because yeah. if i don't get up in the morning or like i don't know if you guys have been able to tell but i am pretty much sick and dying this week i did not yesterday <laughs> i had a super bad fever on tuesday but i had a session last night and while most definitely i could have called and rescheduled with these people I knew it was really important for them to have their session last night because her fiance has heart surgery next week. And so for the girl, it was something that she was looking forward to. So she had something to work on for their wedding while he was recovering. And she also didn't want him to be in pain or worrying about making her happy while he was trying to recover, even though it's a very scheduled surgery and it's not, it's still major, but it was something that was important to the two of them. And if I had chosen to say, I'm sick and dying, I'm not coming. There's nobody else to do it for me. Like, there's nobody. I couldn't call Carrie. I mean, I could have called Carrie. But she probably would have gotten I could try to catch a flight. You know, I'm dying to get out there. <laughs> then they no longer, if I call Carrie to come do my job, it's no longer my client. I don't get the money. I don't get the recognition. It's not my story. It's you don't not get the future opportunities, too. Because and I, and of, I don't get as the a networking, yeah. It becomes Carrie's opportunity, which again is totally fine. And if I had needed it, I would have found somebody. But if you're not going to put the work in, you're not going to see the results. And and even though I say have boundaries and you should have boundaries, saying yes is pretty fun when you're a business owner and getting opportunities to do that. Because every time I pick up the camera, I get better. And so then not only am I providing a cool service for that client now, my client 16 down the road is going to have a better Abby. So to recap what you guys have said so far, so our audience doesn't miss it, is really 
to get in started as a, as a young entrepreneur, you need to have a passion and it needs to be married with your opportunity. So your pa passion needs to be married with that opportunity. Some of the soft skills that you would recommend is networking. Networking, connecting with people, connecting with those people who can get you more clients, connecting with people who are going to teach you, communication skills. How essential is that both to, to gain those clients and to close them? the professionalism that you must have as someone. And that doesn't make it, professionalism is you got to have, even if your job, your entrepreneur job may be a dog walker. You're walking dogs for folks. You still got to have that professionalism. Uh, the grit uh, that, that we turn, oh, boundaries, I'm sorry, boundaries, making sure, but the grit that, that Carrie talked about, the grit to, to really stick with it, which relates also to what Abby ended with is that work ethic. Um, and, and going through this, I think of my own dad who started his business uh, in the mid '60s, and it, and it grew to be one of the largest in his industry in the state of North Carolina. That all those things were things that he had to do. All right, now the hard question, hard hard skills question. <laughs> if you were going to tell them, they came back to you again. So okay, I'm I'm getting this soft stuff down. I got it. I think I got. It. I think I know, at least I know how to do it. I'm on a personal development plan. How about a professional development plan? What kind of business skills? Tell them a couple of things that you've learned that you wish you have known, would have known, or at least would have had a little bit more information about when you started. So from a business perspective, those make hard skills. Huh? Just, just make friends with an accountant. It's so much. <laughs> I, don't, I am not number savvy at all. And... When it comes time to do all these other things, taxes, books, whatever, I can keep track of what I spend and like what I make and things like that. But at the end of the day, she makes sure that I'm honest and that I get my stuff done. Just make a friends with an accountant because <laughs> you also don't know everything. Like you are no. still one person, and even though it's your business, like let's let's know our strengths and weaknesses. My my weakness numbers. My weakness numbers too. Yep. Well, even too with that, Abby, I mean, one thing I would, when you are first starting out, you probably are not in the financial place to be able to hire out yeah. some things. However, you need to know how much time or the cost or worth of a task is for you to do it and to learn it versus paying someone to do it. So even if you could keep your own books, is that the best use of your time? Could you yeah, be what's the opportunity cost of you doing making, it, right? Yeah, so so weighing those things. It, I mean, I'm admittedly bad at numbers. I let someone else do that for me too. But it's also not the best use of my time to be doing numbers. <laughs> yeah, we're at the same place with, with the companies that I have now is that I know how to do the numbers. I've done the numbers all my life. Um, it's not something I enjoy though. I can do it, but it's something that I also will put off until it's a have to, you know, it's not something I gauge to. So I look for people in that to, to match this. How about marketing skills? The marketing game is changing. Too, I'll say that. And I feel like we're young people, Abby. We're going to say we're young people because we are. We are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's constantly changing. Um, it's gonna be changing tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's a literal. The algorithm changes hourly. So you're right. talking about social media and your marketing yes. as well. Well, and that's 
I think we're pretty much, I mean, at least in our creative space, you got to live. You have to live in social media. And I do a terrible job of it. I used to be so good before my business got bigger. And, mm. and it's not the fact that I still don't know how to do it. I mean, people pay me to do their social media. And I teach students how to do social media. And I manage social media for many departments. But I don't I have time People to paid you to do social media. That's another side job? <laughs> well, it's part of my assistantship for my <laughs> education. Ah. So, yes, they pay me to manage social media. Um, and uh, I managed 4-H's for a while. But they... I don't have time to do my own like it to sit down and like actually do the content i don't have time or i don't right. make time it's not a it hasn't been as big of a priority because at this point i'm bringing in revenue and at some point i'll hit another lull and i'll have to go back but marketing is really important in how you brand yourself and how you let yourself appear on social media specifically is how people interact with you, especially as photographers. And I'm sure Carrie can attest to this. Yeah. How people view you as an individual is way more important than the pictures you take. Right. And Abby, I, that, that's what I was going to go into um, because we could sit here and talk about a hundred different marketing strategies, whether we're doing print or we're doing digital. Um, but one thing that I did learn early on that was super beneficial is you are your brand. Mm -hmm. um, you don't live two lives. I think that's with any business, particularly um, a job of photographer where it's very personal because you're spending your entire day with people on their wedding days. You have to get along. You, ha you have to vibe. Um, so being your own brand um, is very essential. Um, another thing I would say too, along with branding and marketing um the more that you do that networking the soft skills the easier it becomes to market yourself because your name is in other people's mouths and whether or not i recently got a corporate a corporate partnership that i'm working with um because someone just needed a photographer and i was recommended but I was able to step in on some other levels to help me make improvements, improvement plans. Um, and really, we're looking at a large expansion with this organization that I'm working with. Um, so the positive, the way, the way you leave people feeling when they meet you, the, what people think of when they hear your name. Again, it's, it's not just what Abby and I do. We're, we are photographers, but I think that's with anything. Um, oh, that you know if you're a positive person you may not have that skill set they're looking for but you can adapt to it and become more than what they were looking for originally Ooh, that's like, a good point even if you think about it if you were to go james and ask someone for a roofer or a plumber or someone to manage your books and someone said oh this guy is really really good but he's a pain in the butt to work with Are you <laughs> so being able to be a person and be a human and be empathetic and all those kinds of things is really important to just being successful in general and when you add entrepreneurship on top of that it's it just is a recipe for success people are going to give you more leeway 
take more risks with you, do whatever, and trust you if you're a real human to them and you're kind and you're positive and you're excited about the work you're doing. Well, you guys have both got two, kind of two different paths that, that I think our audience, especially our young audience, can can learn from. One, taking what was a side hustle, a passion, a passion that became a side hustle that becomes now a full-time gig, and another that has a passion that has become a hobby, a passion a, a, that has become a, a side gig. Carrie, what's your goals for the future for this? Do you, do you plan to expand into other markets? Do you, what are you thinking short-term, long-term about this? A studio in the works one day? What are you thinking? So this is my logistical side coming out. I hear studio and I hear overhead. I'm like, I don't know if I like those costs on the taxes that come <laughs> with it. Um, no, so I haven't always been in Virginia. I was in um, Virginia Tech when I we'll say I started my business in college because I did. Um, so I was in Virginia for four plus years. I ended up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for like two and a half years after that. Um, and I'm back on the East coast. Um, I consider myself East coast in the DMV area. Um, Northern Virginia life has not always been my life. So I'm learning that and dealing with DC traffic. Um, so I am, happily um booking out for the next four years full time um looking to take on 10 15 20 weddings for the next two years um i have a product sales line i'm adding to weddings as well as senior photography and um after pull plug here um our coaching session i've always had a passion for youth um whether it was facilitation and doing workshops um, and I've always had this want to um, impact on a deeper level. And after our coaching um, session and training and certification and that, I'm now looking at opening um, a new side of the business um, with working with creative entrepreneurs and doing breakout sessions, um, workshops. And um, one idea specifically I have for that is doing um, senior rep teams. Um, so photographers will have groups of girls who are in high school, like I was, who are part of a senior rep team, and going in and doing workshops with their teams about their self-image um, and the things that really matter before you put on all the makeup and take all the pretty pictures. Let's make sure we're whole as a person first. Um, so that, <laughs> along with photography, um, the coaching side is um, coming soon. Yeah, I think those two kind of go hand in hand and, and we could we could spend some time talking about that on especially on dealing with the self-image side. So Abby, what's your goals in future? I know that this or at least my take is this is not something that you're thinking at this point is going to be a full time. What is the what is this side hustle looking like for you? That's the question of the hour, James. <laughs> I think I've asked this literally on a daily basis. Um the question, the answer is I don't know. Um, and because of the people I've met and the stories I've gotten to tell, it 
photography has this very big piece of my heart and and while I don't think right now that it will be a full-time gig there's some other goals I really want to achieve I still want to work in the communication space and I want to tell farmer stories um, visually written orally teach them how to tell their own story do some young farmer and rancher development stuff like that photography is always going to be there and and so now it just becomes a a game of okay I graduate with my master's in May thank god god well I guess god willing then we'll thank him once we get there (laughs) but um, I'll graduate in May and then it's where do I go and um it's been a question that's been on my my heart a lot lately um since I've been sick and dying this week I've spent a lot of time (laughs) jobs uh, because it's something I can do from the couch and uh leaving Nebraska sounds really really hard honestly and it's because I I don't know what happens to photography I Carrie has assured me that I am capable of starting over and starting my business somewhere else too Um, I just don't know if I want to I love the people (laughs) the stories I've been able to tell Mm -hmm. and the the connections I've made and when I get to sit at the end of a session and talk to a senior's parents and for them to say thank you Abby for making my daughter feel valued or thank you for putting more effort into my son's session than just anybody would like who else would lay in cow poop or do whatever and roll around on the ground to get the shot that my son wanted. And, and there's something, the senior boys hold a pretty special place in my heart, but the, to that piece of it, I don't want to go away. So I don't really know what happens. My goal now, at least for the next foreseeable semester is to just keep shooting and mm-hmm. keep telling stories. And, and as much as I love this business and I appreciate the income that it supports me, I don't do it because I want extra money. I do it because I want to tell somebody's story and I, and I want to document this moment in time. And I've had some really interesting conversations with photographers that um, some point, and it's a really morbid thought, um, these pictures won't be able to be taken again. This is a moment in time and not even from a point of you're growing up, but at some point your dad's not going to be here with you to take a picture or your grandparents or whatever. And, and that's why family photos at a wedding or are so important or when my seniors and it's always their dads. This, this year I've had almost all stock show seniors. So kids who show livestock and I've been traveling to their farms and I'm on their on their operations and doing all these things and their parents are there and I force them to take photos with their parents and their parents are, and it's always the dad. He's like, I'm not dressed for a picture. <laughs> and I mean, cause he's in like barn clothes and I'm like, I don't really care. And it's where I put my foot down because my senior photographer didn't force me to take a picture with my dad the day I took senior pictures. And he was there running around with a scotch comb, making sure my hair was done and the sheep's legs were done. I mean, and those are just, those are memories in time that you're never going to have back again. And what Mm. I would kill to have a photo of that day with my dad and my dad and I spending time together. So I don't, I don't know that that's my goal is to keep capturing those memories for people in Nebraskans and to keep telling stories because it makes my heart happy and we'll see where it goes from there 
Awesome, awesome, guys. Well, how real quickly before we end it out, how can they get in touch with you? How can our audience get in touch with you if they're interested in finding out more about what you do and maybe just connecting to FIDA information? Carrie, how can they find you? Yeah, no, if anyone ever has questions, I'm an open book. I am always available on all social media platforms at Carrie Not Photography. And my name is a little funny, so I will spell it for you. That is K-E-R-I-K-N-O-T-T and the word photography. Um, DM me, direct message me. I'll get you my business number. Um, and let's chat. Abs. Come find me on all social media as well at Abby D Photograph. Uh, so that's A-B-B-Y-D, the letter D, like dog, photograph um, on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. Um, and happy to chat with you and happy to figure out how to start telling your story. Well, guys, thank you for, for joining us to wrap up this session on youth entrepreneurship, uh, a session that really was kind of a, a series rather than not a session, but a series that really kind of evolved because of a lot of people coming to me at the same time, wanting to be a part of our podcast, and they all were in this arena. So I feel like it's something that needed to be shared. And, and you guys really put a bow on it as you kind of tied all those things that we've talked about before, the skills, the desire, the passion. And so thank you guys for being with us. Thank you, audience, for sticking with us. All the information on their contact will be in the show notes. So if you want to look down, if you're watching this on YouTube, or if you want to uh, look on the app, you know, hit the more section on whatever app you're looking for, and it'll it'll list all the show notes so that you can connect with them. Probably have direct links that you'll hyperlinks that you'll be able to click on and go right to their sites as well. Someone you know, I'm sure there's someone that is an inspiring young entrepreneur that needs to have some ideas about what it is they need to get started on uh, the passion, marrying it with the opportunity, and all those soft skills. Share that this episode with them, and we'll see you again next week on The Gen Z Show. Thank you for joining us on The Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. And follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day. <laughs>